What up, guys? This is Jimmy Barnett with Tech Talk. And today I have Mel Trip, and I'm your host, Jimmy Barnett. Good enough. All right, guys. Uh, today we're just going to talk about uh, jujitsu a little bit and some other things. We'll just probably get into a lot of other things. Uh, first and foremost, we got you into jujitsu. What got me into jujitsu? Well, <clears throat> It's a bit of a long story, but uh, uh, basically the shortest version I can tell you is my son done it for about a year, um, and I sat back watching him, um, and uh, basically I just decided to try it out myself. And once I did, I was just I was basically hooked on it. It's kind of like a that's my addiction nowadays. Um, um, it's one of those uh, you either love it or hate it, and I love it. So that's where I'm at. That's about the shortest version I can give you. Uh, we don't care about short hair. We'll make people suffer through all of our conversation. I hear you. Um, I actually enjoy doing uh, the long topic, like the, the long format podcast, uh, simply because, uh, for one, you get to know people better. Yeah. And the conversation kind of goes to other things outside of what what it is that we do. You get into life lessons. Um you get into things that, um, you know, your outside life and how it affects your training and just all kind of other things. And you really learn a lot about the people that you have on and stuff. So I, I just enjoy it. And I, I take it as an opportunity to grow and learn, expand. And and that's that's really what it's all about to me. So you got into jujitsu because your son was doing it. Um was you intimidated at all? Like, uh, um, I, I would say uh, I feel like I came in with a pretty humble attitude um, simply because I was able to sit back and watch him and how what he had gone through. Um, I'm a bigger guy. He was a bigger kid, and he's an even bigger kid now. Um, but uh, uh, being able to sit back and watch him learn and, and watch the coaches spend time with him and watching him grow um, kind of helped me understand – uh, where I was at whenever I began my jiu-jitsu journey because uh, watching him and, and watching the coaches, like I said, it's um, it can be a very humbling experience um, if you are, are not that type of guy. Um, of course, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I always have been all my life, and I, I always felt pretty comfortable with any situation that ever come up. I felt like I could, I could at least protect myself, if nothing else, Um uh, long enough to get get out of the situation but uh uh and and watching uh my son grow through jujitsu and and watching his coaches again uh helped me understand that there is a um defending yourself is just like anything else in life the more you practice it the more you do it the more routine more routines you have the more instinctive it becomes and and uh when you practice self-defense which in, in, in my personal um, journey is kind of where I wanted to be at initially. <laughs> but um, when you when you practice it on a daily basis, you become better and better, like, just like anything else in life. Um, and um, there again, if you can't get out of the situation, hopefully you can at least control the situation now uh, with even some um, basic um, BJJ uh, knowledge, I think, um, it kind of helps you, um, if nothing else, de-escalate the situation uh, to the point you help the other person understand, look, you know, I'm not just a, 
I'm not just a pushover or I'm not just a, just going to stand here and, you know, let you beat me up. I, I'm kind of rambling, and that's what you're going to get out of me, so. Hey, that's fine. Uh, it's it's that's the real conversation though, and that's what people really want to hear. Is they, in my opinion, is uh, you want to hear like how the 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 realness. Like um, when you when you come into a jujitsu school, you don't know what to expect, and you were fortunate enough to kind of see your son go through it, and he kind of did that for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. That that was a blessing in itself. Um, yeah. So, as far as age and stuff goes, you were you like one of the oldest, or, or like were you were you just middle ground? Like, how was that for you? And comparatively to like, what was your experience with that? Did it matter? Um, age doesn't matter, in my opinion. Um, I've had uh, some physical issues over the years i've had three back surgeries i've had a hip replacement now i've had ankle surgery and i've heard all the excuses as to why not to start bjj and i can kill most of those excuses um because most of them i'm too old or i'm just too out of shape look here guys i was almost 300 pounds when i started this um i have been as low as 227 um right now i'm about 250 so you know, that's my walk-around weight. Uh, not that I compete a whole lot. I've done a couple of tournaments. But anyway, um, BJJ is something that you can do at your own pace. Um, uh, if, if you spend time with your coaches and with your teammates and let them understand uh, physically and mentally where you're at, um, a vast majority of them, no matter what gym you go to, um, will say, will welcome you with open arms and, and say, come on in and we'll – We'll do what we can, you know. We'll work with whatever your abilities or disabilities are, and uh, make them work to your advantage in the BJJ community. I think that's what I love about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu so much, is that the, anybody that's had any longevity in the sport, they understand injury and injuries. They understand like um, like what it's like to be hurt, <laughs> and uh, in they they understand how to work around it, how to still show up and gain the knowledge. Like we had a kid like break their ankle oh, one time, and and then they they quit coming to class, and they're like, "Oh, I'll be back." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not training your foot. All right. Like, like I'm training your mind, man. Like uh, like your foot's gonna heal, but all the time missed and all those so people. When you come back, people are gonna be way ahead of you, right. and that's gonna be more discouraging than having your foot broke." But if you're showing up to class, you're still getting that knowledge. You may not get in the reps that you need, but you you will be gaining knowledge by For coming sure, to class. Yeah. Um, I think that that's really what sets our our sport as, apart from everyone else's is that it's battle tested too. Yeah, well, it's battle tested, it's street tested, it's everyday life tested, and it's and it's applicable in all those areas. I, I I really believe that if this is one like I I truly believe I've done a, a lot of hard labor jobs, and they suck their hard labor, but this is the one of the most taxing things, one of the hardest things you'll ever do, simply because you have it's real. Like if you're not good, if you're not good at it, you you're going to find out you're not good at it oh, like sure. immediately they want and the thing is is nobody comes in here good at it like and, right. unless they have past grappling experience 
or whatever, you're not going to show up good at it. And then there's always a bigger, badder dude at another gym or even most of the time in your own school that, that push you to that next level. So uh, within my experience or whatever, um, and like you were saying, having that team and that, commu- that open communication is important to keeping you training. Because if you can't have a conversation with somebody and say, look, uh, my hip hurts. Right. I don't need you pushing on my, my hip this way. Like, if you can't do that and then feel safe about, you know, uh, or feel like your team's going to, like, take that and be mindful of it, then, one, you're either in the wrong school or, two, like, um, you, you have an ego issue. Like, hey, tell people. Talk to people. Tell them what's going on. We've all been discouraged. All right. It, guys, I can't tell you. Actually, I can tell you. Uh, how many times that I have went home and sat on the end of my bed and had tears in my eyes because I, I didn't feel like I, I was performing good. Or like my very first experience with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I was a fighter. And then like I t- I, everybody known me as a fighter. I, I fight anybody, anytime, anywhere, like no matter the size, whatever rules, like I didn't care. And then I, I stepped into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school and a person way half, like half my size destroyed me and tapped me out in like 17 seconds. And then none of my trophies, none of my competitions, none of my kick, but none of that stuff mattered anymore. Uh, it destroyed my image of myself. And I had to overcome that and come back and then learn this. And I think jiu-jitsu does a good job of... of of like humbling people, but it, I think it does a a bad job of letting you believe the 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 fallacy the 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 false image of being able to protect yourself or whatever. Um, I think it it does a bad job of protecting that. All right, yeah, it's um uh, most de- if you're not a humble person, you will be uh, when the first day BJJ. Um, <laughs> um, and it's one of two things: you'll either come in and you'll say, Hey, uh, um, what did you do? I want to know that. I want to learn that. Or you can just say, I'm never coming back because I don't want to get my butt or the mats white belt with my butt. You know what I'm <laughs> I so, don't want my feelings hurt again. <laughs> right. So there, there are some people that have just that sense of pride and, and it's mostly guys that have that, um, indwelling sense of pride that they can't get over themselves and understand that I am vulnerable, uh, vulnerable to somebody half my size. Uh, fortunately I feel like I'm a fairly humble guy. So I didn't let that beat me down. I mean, like I said, when I come in here, I was about 280 and the head coach, which happens to be this guy that's pretty close to me right now. Um, weighed half my weight probably 135 140 uh, i was walking around 138 pounds when i opened school so and uh i have been uh blessed enough to be here since day one since the gym doors open um and um like i said i spent about a year with uh, watching my son in the gym and then i decided to try it and then uh even after watching him for for a year even my first day in here was definitely a learning experience it uh <laughs> helped me understand how vulnerable i was uh, toward the right person, and, and as a matter of fact, I've I've heard it said to me uh, from another guy that started this, and uh, and uh, he happens to be in law enforcement, and he said that uh, after taking a few classes, that uh, 
actually uh, made him a little more worried about what he might run into on the streets because prior to taking one of these classes, he, he felt like he could handle himself pretty well with the amount of training that he had already gotten, but uh, it helped him realize that there's a there's a whole lot of a lot more training. There's a lot more dangerous people. There's levels there. to this. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> so. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're, but. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know. Um, yeah, I, and even um, I've heard other other podcasts where guys would say, "Look, you know, if you come across somebody with just six months worth of training in BJJ, and you have nothing, then you probably have a problem. If you're gonna." You think you're gonna uh, go toe to toe with? Them. Yeah, not even. I mean, in my opinion, uh, some people would disagree, but not even. Six, like, oh, uh, you run across somebody and you have training in other martial arts that don't deal with being on the ground. Mm-hmm. You don't. You still had a bad day. Oh yeah. Like still, because guys, like I had a, I had a secondary black belt in taekwondo. I had a, a black belt in aikido. Like I had taken martial arts my entire life, and. I come into a school, a MMA school. It was a, a solely a MMA school, but they trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And this little stud of a wrestler took me down and submitted me seventeen times. Like I tell that story a lot. Seventeen? You sure it was seventeen? I know exactly how many times <laughs> I was submitted that day. Like, yeah. cause I I cried about it. I went home and I sat on my bed and I was like, you know, the funny thing was. It was like, we didn't do warm-ups or anything that day. And it was my fault. It was 100% my fault. I walked into this school that I've never been into. Don't do this. Don't do this. I walked into a school that I've never been into before. And I was like, yeah, I'm a world champion um, in Taekwondo. Like, I've, 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 I competed state, nationals, worlds. And, like, I am a world champion I have these hands, cuz. And uh, I, I told him, I said, look, I want to I wanna be a UFC champion. <laughs> yeah, I was young. Don't, don't hold that against me. I'm sorry. Everybody's guys. got dreams, man. Yeah, I told him, I said, I want to be a UFC champion. The only thing I need from you is for you to teach me how not to be taken down. I didn't need all that other stuff. I just need, I just need you to teach me how not to be taken down. And he was like, "Oh, so you don't need you don't need all this other stuff." Okay, I tell you what we're gonna do. And he like st- he was like, "All right, guys, here's what we're doing." <laughs> He's like, "We have a world champion in here today." <laughs> Stroking the ego. Then. Yeah, he's like, "All right," and he looked me in the eyes and he was like, "Here's what we're gonna do. If you get put in a position that you don't want to be in anymore, you want to quit. It's like saying, uncle." All you got to do is pat him, and he'll let you go. But if he gets in a position that he don't want to be in anymore, all he's got to do is pat you, and you let him go. You understand? And I was like, yeah. Easy and enough. I was like, who is it? And he points out this kid, and I'm like, nah, man. You need you need to give me somebody bigger than that. That kid's going to get hurt. And... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was funny. Anyway, so the kid commenced to whooping my tail. He blast doubled me. He, like, triangled me, armbarred me, head and arm choked me, guillotined me. He whooped me 
over and over and over until he got tired of whooping me. And at, it was three minutes. It was it was three minutes. They had a timer set. <laughs> it was three minutes. After 17 times of me patting this kid, uh, they was like, all right, we're going to start regular class. And then they done all the warm-ups. And I couldn't leave because I wasn't a punk, right? <laughs> so I was ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was destroyed. I was ready to cry. I hated life. Uh, we did warm-ups. We did all this running. We did all this jogging. Did these other things. And then he was like, okay, Jimmy just needs to learn how not to be taken down. So we're doing defensive wrestling. And an hour of sprawls and uh, back takes. And then I, I went outside. It was in the class. Like, everybody bowed out. And I... I sat in my truck. And when I say I sat in my truck, I sat in my truck. And I fell asleep because I was so tired and exhausted. And I woke up like two hours later. I slept for two hours in their parking lot. (laughs) And uh, I left. I went home. And my family was like, what's wrong? You know, you seem down. And I'm like, I'm tired. I'm just going to go to my room. And I went to my room and I cried. Because everybody that had ever known me knew I was a fighter. Like my family, like my, I got a bunch of crazy family members. They used to take me and bet money on me and like draw circles and like bet people they couldn't knock me out of the, the circle. And just they, that I prided myself as a fighter. And then uh, like that day, I realized I was not a fighter. That day, I realized like, Man, I have to learn how to do this. And everybody's like, well, "What are you gonna do?" Like, uh, they was like, "Well, you don't have to go back." You know, like you, you can. I'm like, "What do you mean?" Yes, I do. I got to learn how to do this. All right. And that was my attitude towards it. And I, I ain't missed a day since, other than when I had the surgery mm-hmm. and a few injuries here and there. But I ain't missed very much since right. then. So that brings me to another thing: is like I've been doing this a long time. And I remember what that felt like, but I don't remember how intimidating it is to really come on a mat because I'd been training in schools, martial arts schools, and you didn't really have to deal with it a whole lot because your son was in it. All right. But for the, what would you say to someone that was looking at starting and getting on the mat for the first time and about being intimidated or whatever um in our reality there's there's really nothing to be intimidated about um if you come in with the right attitude um you don't want to come in uh with this idea uh i'm a big guy so i could have came in with this idea that you know i'm a big guy i can handle myself wrong um you need to come in and understand that uh, there there are stages, just like you said. Um, every black belt out there started out as a white belt. They didn't start out as a black belt. They started out uh, on the same stage that you're at at that first day. Um, and you have to be willing to put yourself in, in situations that, that are not comfortable. You have to be willing to... Um, uh, to submit. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that really can't, um, that aren't very good at saying, okay, I'm done. I tap out. Uh, but you have to be able to do that to keep yourself safe. First of all, uh, as far as self goes and your teammates and your training partners, your coaches, everybody in the gym. 
um, uh, be humble. Um, that's probably the number one thing that anybody needs to understand is humbleness. Um, because if you come in with that humble attitude and the attitude that I, I want to learn this and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to learn, I'm willing to, uh, put in the hours and the days, um, then you will grow. Um, BJJ, if you've taken any other martial arts, which I haven't, I haven't trained in any other martial arts, uh, um, Taekwondo, uh, Muay Thai or anything like that. I haven't trained any of that. But from what I understand, you can gain black belts and other arts much, much quicker than you can Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so you have to be patient. Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is not an art that has developed and is done. Um, there, it's always evolving. You're, you're, you're always going to find somebody that's better. You're always going to find somebody that moves quicker or somebody that's, uh, <laughs> I was going to say somebody that's stronger, but if somebody looks at you in a BJJ gym and says, man, you sure are strong. It's, <laughs> it's not a compliment. <laughs> just, just keep that's, that in mind. <laughs> that, it's uh, like, yeah, it's like a slap. Uh-huh. But, um, I, I take it as a compliment now. Because what they're feeling from me is technique, and it just makes me feel strong. So, but if somebody, usually if somebody says, "Man, you're strong," they they're they're not complimenting me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had that once or twice from my own gym team members. <laughs> and, uh, so, and, yeah. <laughs> he is strong. <laughs> that's that's a compliment. Hey, you are strong. And uh, man, you're a blue belt now. Yeah, yeah. Like he's you've been a blue belt for about a year now, right? Yeah, a little over. My yeah. man, like that guy's a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is like a black belt in other arts. My opinion. Other people may disagree, but let me explain. It takes you two to three years to get a blue belt, unless you're really, really, really good, or had some kind of grappling experience before. Two to three years, or at least at my school, and uh. You, you two to three years to get that blue. Uh, it takes two to three years to get a black belt in Taekwondo. It takes uh, three to five years to get a black belt in Judo. Well, judo is legit. Like that, that is a legit art. Um, and if you know Judo, you're a bad dude. So, but uh, I've seen a lot of Judo dudes come in and take the fight to the ground, and then they're like, oh, what, "What happens now?" It's like wrestlers, you put them on their back, they go, ah, because it's over. The match is over for them if they go to their back or if they get the other person to their back, it's over. And in jiu-jitsu, it's like, okay, we're just starting. <laughs> right. So it's, uh, it's just different elements of, of the whole, whole thing in its entirety. But anyway, so, uh, I, yeah, my, my, my thing to having a new student is just come in here, be humble, um, train, learn, be a, be a student. Like nobody knows everything. The coolest thing that I heard the other day, I and I heard it from me. I said it. It was it was me. I said it. Nice. Um, it's one of the coolest things, and it was just a thought that I had. Um, you go through, you go in jujitsu, you go white, blue, purple brown black right. and then the for the very 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 elite few you get red 
after a certain amount of degrees. There's a very, very elite few that get that far. That's not even in, on my radar. I don't think I'll ever earn anything like that. So, but what I was going to say is, if you follow through your journey through its entirety to black belt, right. it's not over. Like, you are still learning every single day. You're still going to see things that are new. You're going to still see things that you don't know just because you got a black belt don't mean that you know everything, right? You are going to be that belt longer than you are any other belt. Never thought of it like that, but yeah. You, 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 did, nobody ever thinks about it that way. Nobody ever thinks about it that way, but it's so true. Like, yeah, let's just let's pretend that you uh, spend three years at each belt, which is probably generally pretty close to your average person that trains three to four times a week. Right. Right. So, three at what? Three at uh, getting a camera. Blue. Three at blue. Three at purple. Three at uh. Can I help you out there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, three at uh, brown, and then you get your black. That's 13 years, right? Is that what we come up with? Or 12? Like 12 years. I run out of fingers. I ran out of fingers. I, I can't count on my fingers, guys. I get punched in the head for a living. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, like 12, 13 years, and now you're black. 15 right. years for a, the average person gets a black belt in 15 years. And um, you say 15 years, you get your black belt. Now what? Did you just spent 15 years earning this belt. You quit? Or do you continue learning? It's just another learning belt, guys. And you spend the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life at Black Belt. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing else. Right. Like, you're still Black Belt. You're, you still have to learn. I'm, I'm still learning stuff every day. Like, I learned something Wednesday. Like, last Wednesday. I'm probably going to learn something tonight. You know? Yeah. Uh, so people are like trying to rush the black belt. Like rush. Like I want my black belt. I want my belt. Man, I want my black belt more than anybody. You know? And there's one thing people got to understand. You know, each time you step up, you go from white to blue, blue to purple, purple to brown. There's expectations with each one of those belts too. <laughs> um, once you, but, but like you said, and that's what I was saying while I go about BJJ, the journey of BJJ is never ending. It doesn't really um, – uh, from what I understand, there, right. again, I haven't taken any other martial arts. But from what I understand, there are certain techniques or forms that you learn for each level. And once you learn all those forms or whatever it's called, you got your black belt. There is no form to BJJ. Um, there are many techniques, many concepts, many uh, ways of doing things. But there's so many brilliant people that are in BJJ that have their black belts and they are recreating uh the normal almost every day because uh they find new um newer ways to to improve themselves uh, different techniques more concepts more and it's just it's just never ending um, i agree and uh, you after years and years and years of training you still learn something and and something sometimes you get told something a million times and it takes two or three years to click. Yeah. That aha moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So 
I want to get rid of excuses that people have for training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Let's get rid of some. All right, the first excuse that I hear from older people, uh, not necessarily older people, but people with injuries or issues is I had to have surgery on my back. Does that affect you? Um, after three surgeries, no. Uh, I, I can still come in. I can still train at my own pace. There again, it has a lot to do with my training partners, my, my coach, and all that kind of stuff. They understand uh, what I can or what I can't do. And there's always this. You can always tap. Um, you just have to understand your own limitations and then um, and then go from there. You can, If you want to train, you can train. I'm too old. Um, I started this uh, when I was 42, and that was after all three back surgeries. And I have since, since I've started, I've also had another major uh, surgery, and that would have been the hip replacement. Um, you're never too old. I mean, I don't have time. Um, you make time for what you want. Um, 100%. Um, what do you do for a living? I am a paramedic. I work 24 hour shifts. You work 24-hour shifts. Yeah. How often do you train? Um, I train as often as I can. A lot of times it's only one day a week. If I can get here two to three days a week, for me, that's a blessing. Um, but I get here when I can. You've been here for since the end of COVID. You made it twice a week. Even yeah. You have been here twice a week. Um, and you, with your schedule, a lot of people go, oh, I can't do that. I got to make time i gotta get home for the kids or um i, I one guy was like oh oh well i can't come on that day because that's the day i go fishing well fishing is more important <laughs> that's right you make time like, for what you want like you make time for what you want but i just wanted to to use that to ask you specifically those questions because i don't normally ask those questions or that question but i wanted to ask you so that people can understand like you have a family Oh yeah. You have a job. Your wife has a job. Your son is doing other things. Like he was in band last year. He was doing other things, but you guys are still a part of the gym. You're still on the mat. You're still showing up and you're still you're a mainstay here. Like when people think of Tech Center in Eastman, they go, Oh, up there were mail trains or up there were Gavin trains, up there were Ailish. Like you guys are like who they think about. Like bam bam, me, you, because you guys have been a part of this since I started. And um, so, like, and y'all's schedule is crazy to me. Like, there's, I don't sleep. Everybody knows I don't sleep. But 24-hour shift, and then you come train. All right. Like, it, that is a testament in itself. Like, if you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, we were here 8 a.m. this morning on our own. Um, uh, training training doing doing mostly cardio but part of our cardio was guess what bjj warm-ups you know we just we added that in our routine just to kind of get through some muscle memory and and stuff like that so integration you know some of those drills man some of those drills um last thing uh uh that i last real question that i got and i asked this to every single guest oh boy you ever been in a fight um ever it don't matter ever ever you could um, be in preschool fighting over uh, yeah i've been a, on a couple uh, of those school bus fights uh, and stuff like that a towel or something that yeah, doesn't matter i've been in a couple of school bus fights and stuff you know back in the day 
What is your most memorable fight? And explain it to us in vivid detail. I want to hear it all. Your most memorable fight. And oh, and guys, for y'all that don't know, you can't see off camera over here. His son's right there. And he's about to, he probably, his son's probably never heard the story. So it's great. <laughs> well, you know, I, there again, I've always been a big kid, but I never had a whole lot of people to mess with me. But uh, probably my most memorable, um, well, there's a couple of them. Uh, the the first one was a guy that uh, I had. I've always been. I felt like a pretty patient guy, and I put up with a lot of stuff. And I'll listen to your stories, and I'll say, "Yeah, okay." And then when I walk off, I'm like, "This guy's full of crap." Anyway, that, um, <laughs> it's how he leaves me every time. He's like, no, eh, "Coach, no, no, no." Um, <laughs> but anyway, this particular guy had been just running his mouth, running his mouth for a couple of weeks. And like I said, wasn't much of a fight, but I can remember. Uh, you know, of course, we was the older guys on the bus. We had to sit at the back because we were the cool kids on the bus. Um, well, we didn't realize it was the real cool kids didn't ride the bus. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, guy kept uh, he running his mouth. You know, your mama this and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's it's a middle school, and uh, finally one day he just reaches over and he just decides to just tap me. He's like, "Hey, what you gonna do about it?" And I don't know what it was, but when he laid his hands on me, I decided I'd lay my hands on him. But there was one guy in between us, a friend of mine, a real close friend of mine. And I don't even really remember what happened. He just told me, he said, I reached over with my, my right hand. I'm left-handed, by the way. And I grabbed him and I pushed him back. And I come from one side of the bus to the other side, just like this. And I didn't stop until I caught the side of his head. And I... You know, I learned something in BJJ. Whenever you swing this way, you need to turn your hand like this. <laughs> and I and I know exactly why. Because when you do like this, you break that knuckle and you break that knuckle. And I did that on the side of that dude's head. Boxer's fracture. But you know what? I ain't talking about my mama no more. <laughs> or touch you. <laughs> hey. What was the other one? Because um, that was a short story. Yeah, well, the other one's pretty short too, but it's uh, that's all right. together. It kind of it kind of involves the same guy that was sitting right here a while ago. As a matter of fact, it does. <laughs> but, um, that's great. But he was. Uh, I got on the bus. Uh, I had I had a younger brother, or I have a younger brother, four years younger than me. I get on the bus, and then uh, he's he's all upset and crying. We're, we're a lot younger. Keep on understand that. You know, we wasn't twenty years old and crying on the school bus. I just want to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I got on the bus. He was crying, you know. There again, it was another one of those your mama stories. You know, he's been talking about my mom and this kind of other. So you know, I politely looked at the guy on the bus, walked to the back of the bus. I set my books down, and I walked back up to the guy. And uh, he was looking at me like you know, all bowed up and everything. And I just reached up and just slapped the out of him. <laughs> and I said, uh. What you got to say now? And he didn't say anything. So I reached up and I popped him again. Bounced his head off the window. About that time, about the second swipe at his face, the bus driver hops up and says, all right, we're going to go to the office. And the funniest part about this story is my buddy that was sitting behind, beside me on the first story, after I get off the bus, of course, the bus driver's got me by the arm, taking me to the office, you know, getting ready for my three licks. And I look back and I hear my buddy, 
uh, my buddy Leroy. Um, that was his name, Leroy. I, I heard Leroy saying, "What you doing sitting here? You going too?" And I looked back, and the dude was in midair. He missed the, the two steps to get on the school bus because Leroy threw him off the bus. <laughs> and then he hit the concrete, and the little boy has to get up and walk on to the, to the principal's office. For <laughs> what too, you so. doing here? You got to go too. Yeah, so I, at least, you know, I, I had my boy on my side, you know. But, uh, yeah, that, that's all that was to that one. I, I've, I've never really been in any, <laughs> any scuffles that honestly really, really went to the ground. You know, of course, I grew up with two brothers, so we had our own little, you know, you don't have that, but you know, I and I guess because of my size and probably more so because of my, my demeanor, I feel like I'm a pretty laid back guy. So I have I have honestly turned and walked away from a lot of miles running, and uh, that's probably the reason I hadn't been in any more fights than I have um, because I I, I I walk away. Yeah, and uh, the cool thing <laughs> about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is uh, with our martial art is like uh, it's funny now. Like when somebody starts ba 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 ba, you're like, this person has no idea what we can do to, or what you know what I can do to him. It sounds right. cocky to say ah, but like this person has no idea like what we're capable of, like right. what what jujitsu practitioners, and especially in a school that trains kickboxing, especially in a school that says hey, striking is a part of jujitsu. Like, you have to learn punch block series. You have to learn how to fire back, catch the hips, turn and drag, and all this other stuff. When you have a school that focuses on that, as well as, like, you are going to have to take them down. Because you, you have some jiu-jitsu schools that's just like, oh, we start sitting down, we slap bump, and we're going to have a nice, clean little roll. And we do that in our school, some classes. We start sitting down when we got a ton of people on the mat. We got like 60 people on the mat. Like, all right, let's sit down. But if we got like 30 people on the mat, I'm like, ah, oh, we're starting standing. All right. Like, we're standing. And that's real world experience. Yeah. I, I, I did last night. I, uh, I had a Adam in right. here. Adam, uh, I'm proud of Adam, actually. Adam's lost, uh, 30 pounds and a month. Right. And Adam, but Adam walks around normally like 350. Um, he's like 315. Uh, actually, I think he said he's 303. He's 303 pounds right now. So he's lost a lot of weight, but he lost 30 of it like this month, beginning of this month. Right. So I'm proud of him. But like we started standing. I'm a, I am told you how much I weigh. Uh, I walk around like 138. Right now I'm like 148. So I'm a little bigger these days. Yeah, I'm getting big. But – Adam is 303 pounds, <laughs> and I, I, I trained with him last night, and I, I, I looked at him and said, you ain't taking me down. And he was like, oh, I'm taking you down. And I was like, no, nah, not today. So we spent a whole round with him trying to, uh, 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 nah. we spent a whole round with him, like, trying to take me down. And I was just like, no, nah, you're not taking me down. And uh, he, it was hard. And then, like, he got tired trying to trying to take me down. That's part of it. That's big boy problem, so I understand. Well, staying, <laughs> staying on your feet is part of jujitsu. Yeah. Like, sometimes you want to take it down. Sometimes you don't want to take it down. You got two or three people trying to beat you up. Like, hit them with the earth. Nice judo throw or something, which is Brazilian jujitsu, too. 
take them down, like hit them with the earth, create distance, get away, get to safety, whatever. Uh, put that one person in between you and the other person that they have helping them or something. But staying on your feet is part of it. Part of learning jujitsu is, for one, learning how to fall. Oh, yeah. Properly. You break, fall, not fall, break, right? Yeah, 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 break, fall. And then the other part of it is learning how to stay on your feet. If I don't want to be taken down, you shouldn't be able to take me down. And I think a lot of schools forget that. Mm -hmm. But I had a lot of fun last night because um, I had a – and Adam's athletic, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, he's athletic. He can move, yeah. Yeah, he's athletic. He's not just, like, out of shape guy. He's he's athletic. And um, I, had, I had a good time with him. But the, anyway – Adam's one of the few guys that you can um, that could stand there, you know, within arm's length and three hundred plus pounds, six four, six five, and he can still kick you in the face. Yeah, he, he's got some flexibility; he can move. Yeah, he kicks yeah. the top of the bag regularly. He'll come in and like, uh, he's like, yeah, and he he'll hit the bag, and he's like, how tall are you? Kick the bag, <laughs> like, like I'm five ten. He's like, yeah, that's about six foot. Like just sticking his foot up there, like, and he he's he's cool anyway. Oh uh, yeah, I know you guys don't know him. I, maybe I'll have him on here one day. But I I told that story to say like I'm I'm a small guy, but you in jujitsu you learn these things about yourself. Like um, most people wouldn't even try to 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 grapple a guy that size. They would just be like, no, I'm out, and they would n not even make contact. I was making contact, trying to two-on-one rushing, arm drags, trying to get the hips. Like, I was actively defending takedowns and putting some of my own attacks in there. But I, my goal was not to go to the ground. And it worked. It worked. <laughs> but, all right, so you've been in a fight. You, uh, <laughs> where are you, yeah. you going to? <laughs> That's great. Um <clears throat> What do you think would change now, knowing what you know and how you handle situations like that? Well, of course. Anything? Nothing in of those. Course, Probably of, nothing else. Of course, I'm uh, a lot older. And, and there again, um, I am a patient person for the most part. So I can – I don't mind walking away. I will walk away. You can run your mouth, do all you want, but just don't lay hands on me. Um, I will tell you, at, at this point, I'm um, – I don't feel like I'm a stand-up guy as far as any stand-up, you know, throwing hands or anything. I've gone over some of that here, but um, um, at this point, I do know that I could probably um, defend myself without breaking my hand. Um, and I would probably do my best to take it to the ground and just um, hold the person down. Just say, look, you know, this is this is where it, it should it should have never got this far. It needs to stop right here. I don't I don't want to get hurt, and nor do I want anybody else to get hurt. You know, um, but in the back of my mind, I, I feel fairly confident. Now, there again, I do know that there are a lot of people that have a whole lot more skills than me, and if I run across them, one of those people, I will know it immediately. You're talking about three percent. So, well, yeah. Three percent. There's there's actually not a lot of people that know more than than you. Like, and I know I understand 
we were talking about this this morning on uh, Josh's Josh Adams podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I wanted to make this point for people to understand. You're around killers, like male. You not not. I'm not referring to myself. I'm referring to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I'm referring to the gym. You are around people that train every single day to kill you with their body. And when you compare yourself to the other people inside the gym, you go, oh, man, there's some people better than me. Like, I know I can name 10 guys off the top of my head right now that would destroy me. Right. <laughs> For sure. Right? That's, t- that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of people. A 10, oh, man, this guy must suck. You're talking about 10 people out of a billion. And, right. and these are the people that I chose to surround myself around. Well. And I'll say this when you say that. There's one thing I can promise you is those 10 people are going to be on my side. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. we're, we're, but that's what I'm saying. We're, uh, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm telling you is that you have surrounded yourself around monsters and then you're comparing yourself to monsters. Yeah. But when you, you these people off the street, like that, that don't train that, which is the majority of people in the world, right? Especially in the United States. I'm not going to speak for the world, but the United States, the majority of people don't do anything. They don't do anything, and you're talking about three percent of the world that does Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? And you're you're a blue belt, which makes you even a uh, higher percentage, like I mean, lower percentage, right? But higher. That yeah. makes sense. You you are now like part of the two percent. Because you made it to blue, right. which is the belt that most everyone quits at. Right. Well, other than white, you have right. a, you have a lot of people that quit at white, and then the next belt, the the next belt other than white that people quit, blue. Right. Usually, by the time somebody gets purple belt, they're in it for life. Yeah. I don't know very many people that made it a purple belt. I was like, all right, I've done this enough. Done. I'm done. No, I don't know. Actually, I don't know any purple belts that just quit. Personally, they're right. just they're they're still training. It's a part of their life. It's a part of who they are at that point. Well, that goes back to you know um, making time for what you want to do. So, and and some people have uh, situational uh, variances that are life changes that may affect that, but it, it'll be a temporary thing that'll come back. I, I've had my own issues. Um, yeah, you've had hip surgery since you started. Yeah. And dude, I got promoted to, to to brown belt the day after. Yeah, and you were here the day after my hip surgery. Yeah, yeah and you were here. Yeah, like I so I had a lot of respect for you, respect for you. And we you didn't know I was getting my brown belt, did you? No, I didn't actually. I was fixing to say I didn't. I don't think anybody knew, but he knew that one of my coaches was coming down. One of the guys that that uh i have looked up to that influenced me coming down and he was like well this is a guy that influenced my coach i'm coming and you come in i was like oh my god like dude you just had surgery you don't need to be here (laughs) and he was like oh i got tired of sitting around the house and i was actually on the way home from the hospital i just got released from the hospital for my surgery that i had the day before i didn't even know that i wasn't i hadn't even made it home yet (laughs) nice so. But he was here for me to get my brown belt. He actually hit me. <laughs> yeah, I was like holding on, holding on to a cane or something in one hand. And 
smack me with a belt. Uh, hey, that's part of it. But so that that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's that was what my whole rant was about. I guess is uh, like you'll make time for what what's important to you, and for you to say like, oh, I'm not. Um, there's people a lot better that knows a lot more. You say that because of your experience inside of the gym or inside or your experience with the people that you train with. Right. That's where that comes from. And I do it too. But then you, if you think about it, compare you compared to the world, you're 2%. Like you are a dangerous dude. I would hate, <laughs> I would hate to like make you mad enough to want to dis, dis, dismember me. Because it would happen. Maybe not me. I would run. But. Oh, whatever. <laughs> well, I, again, I think that's part of the humbleness too. And, and I'm, I'm not. I feel like I say that a lot. Like I'm, I'm uh, uh, conceited about my humbleness. Yeah, you are. Um, You're so conceited. No, I, it's, it's. Um, I don't. I don't look at myself like that. I, I'm nobody special. I'm nobody that's. I'm not. But um, your hard work is so. Um, dude, you deserve praise. You're still here. You're still training. It's three years, right? Four years. Five years. Five, I think. Right. Five years. Like I'm just counting. Seven, like one, two, like three, four, five. He's yeah. been training for five years. Like, dude, that, I'm telling you. Like, other than like the people that train what we train, you're the elite. Well, I I definitely appreciate that. I appreciate that um, overall. Period. But it's kind of like I'd leg kick you and run. I look, I look, I look at the big, I look at the big picture, and I'm like, <laughs> I just understand that there's what my my amount of knowledge is so minute compared to what the BJJ world has. So um, I, I still know that I'm a small fish in a big pond as far as the BJJ world. That makes sense, I, and I feel it uh, when I open my school. I was like, "What is my? What is this coach gonna think? What is this coach gonna think? What are What are these guys gonna think? Like, they 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 don't feel like I'm qualified. They're gonna talk noise about me. I don't. I didn't feel good enough to be a coach, but at the same time, it's something I always wanted to do. And my want, um, like overcame the fear of what people would think. And that's actually why I do those live videos. It was part of getting over the fear of public speaking." It was also marketing, and there's a lot of people that don't don't know how effective our sport is, and that's what I want to spread. I want the world to know how effective it is, because right. I it, it just like every single time I run an ad, someone comments on it within a couple hours. That shit don't work, literally word for word. Every time I run it, there's one on my ad right now from this morning. All I can say is try and. The the pride in me wants to go fifty one ten Second Avenue Eastman Georgia show up, right? And then the other part of me is like they just don't know any better. I used to be that person. Just be sure and sign a waiver. Yeah, they they're gonna sign a waiver. <laughs> I'm not not letting them on the mat without a waiver. Yeah. But then just rub some Epsom salt on it. Yeah, rub it on there. <laughs> <laughs> that inside joke. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it, it's just one of those things like every time, and it's usually some trucker. It's usually some guy that has never even thrown a, like, he, he might have been in a bar fight once or twice in his life, but 
but he's never actually ran into somebody that was a fighter or that was a trained or trained like is usually somebody that had beat up some of his friends that who also couldn't fight. Right. And that sounds so cocky and arrogant to say out loud the way I just said it. I don't mean it that way. It's just the truth. Well, you know, and it's probably, it's usually some big bulky guy, you know, and that's. Yeah. The guy that said it this morning was, was huge. And when you're on the streets and you have absolutely no knowledge, then I would say size probably does play a factor in that. Size plays a factor period. You know. It does, because I could teach uh, the guy we saw earlier, Adam. I could teach him a few escapes, mm-hmm. teach him a few things that stops certain chokes, and his size and strength increases his ability to not get caught in those things tremendously. Right. It's a lot easier for him to defend something, especially if he knows like the proper defense mm-hmm. with his size and strength. So right. it matters, but. You take somebody that has this much knowledge and put them against somebody that has this much knowledge, that big gap, their size and stuff don't really play into effect at all. Right. Like, not even a little bit. It just, like, there's certain things that I'll do with you mm-hmm. that I won't do with other people. But then there's certain things that I won't do with you at all. Like, I will not let you settle inside. Like, I, I go through phases where I'll let people settle inside and then I, I just work my escapes to stay sharp. I'm not doing that with you because I, I don't want your weight on me. I don't want to care. I don't want my ribs broke from you applying the right pressure the way you're supposed to do it. I just don't want – and that's what would happen. Right. Like I, I'm 100 and – I walk around 138, 148 pounds. Somewhere around there I fluctuate. I'm 148 right now. But if I put my weight on you, I'm breaking your ribs. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Like care how strong you are. If I put my true weight onto you – and settle the proper way. I'm breaking your ribs. And I don't think people understand that. Like, I'm putting all of my weight into one of your ribs. 140 pounds right there. Right. I'm breaking your ribs. Mm-hmm. And I know that my ribs are broken pretty easily by somebody that outweighs me by 100 pounds. Like, right. I'm just not going to. And I, I went through phases where, like, when you first started, I'd let you put me inside. Because I knew I could escape. Right. Now... You going if you get me inside control, you earned it. Yeah, yeah. If you get if you get me there, you earned it because I I just don't want that. I don't want those problems. All right. And uh, like I know in my mind that if I ever get into a, a a fight with someone, they're most likely not gonna be trained or whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about them putting me in proper side that that way. And my escapes are are there, right. and uh, I'm I understand like if you do get decide like how to stop you from settling, right? So I, I just go ahead and go to my escape. I'm not I'm not doing it because I, but you have to let people do certain moves once you get to a certain level to sharpen your other tools, right? Like if I never let anybody get me to the on bar position then my defense for the armbar once I'm there is going to be crappy. Right. Uh, I go. I went through last night, and every person in my mat put me in a rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. And I escaped most of them. Some, some of them I got, got the tap. But how am I going to get good at escaping in a choke if nobody ever right. puts me in the choke? And that's the 
beauty of having teammates that you trust to, you know, to let you go and, and <laughs> that you can work with. You know? um, no matter how good you are, you, you, that's the way you get better. Like you said, you 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 allow uh, you allow your teammate to work. I mean, they're going to work at submit submission just as well as you're going to work an escape, and um, that's the way you grow. Last last question about the excuses, and then I'm I, if you got anything you want to say, then I'll let you talk a little bit. But my question is, uh, what do you think about that shit won't work, people? Um, I I think they should come and try it. Um, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that um, their thoughts on this won't work um, will be a lot different. If you just come try the gym, I, you know, unfortunately I'm the bigger guy in the gym. So, uh, a lot of times people don't want to, want to, um, use me as an example. And, and I, it's actually a good thing because we, we, we typically pick the smaller guys and, um, uh, because that's, bam, a, bam. uh, that's a better, um, teaching lesson when you got somebody that's 20, 30, 40, 50, hundred pounds less than you. And, um, one, number one, you can't do anything that you thought you were going to do to them. And number two, they do everything that they just, they want to do. Um, and, and it helps you understand that, yeah, this this stuff works. Yeah. It's a, it's, and you learn it pretty quick. Yeah. Pretty quick. It's a quick lesson. It's a quick and easy lesson. And that's for the ones that actually show up and they want to. The ones that actually show up. Yeah. There's a lot of them. There's like, I don't work. Yeah, and then nice. you never see them. But um, we use the smaller guys. Uh, yeah. Because if um, if we put male on you, male, I don't, I'm not sure how tall you are, but like male's a big dude. Like he's a very intimidating person. I'm only about 5'11", but I'm. About, really? Yeah. I'm five ten. You just, you feel so much bigger I'm than me. I'm shrinking, man. That's because I'm a hundred pounds heavier. But um, but I, I just I, rookie I, mistake. Yeah. Oh, I thought I had my ringer off. Hey, uh, that's my okay. Bad. Um. Anyway, I, I'm about five eleven or so. I'm weigh about two. Right now, about two fifty. Right around two fifty, two fifty three, something like that. Yeah. Well, like Adam. <laughs> Like if we put a monster, yeah, if we put Adam on them, like they would be like, "Oh, well, he's bigger and stronger." That's why. So we use the smaller person. Um, we we actually have Taylor. Yes, Taylor is uh, Taylor is five seven, and she walks around like one hundred and thirty pounds. And we have uh, the college kids come in all the time, and I put her with them first. I did that with Avery. Um, yeah, Avery told me when he went to leave, dude, it, it made her feel so good. Like, Avery's a good dude, uh, and he stuck with it. Mm-hmm. But he was like, yeah, Taylor Taylor choked me out like three times my first day. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's because the stuff works. Yeah. And um, and Avery's like this. He's Avery is built. Like, he's, he's a healthy guy. He's he a- played soccer, and he's like – he was a goalie, and he was just jacked. Like, he was – He's fit. Yeah, yeah he's not, a, he's not like huge or nothing, but he is fit. He's in shape. And he's got muscles, and uh, <clears throat> we put him with with one of our girls, and she tapped him out, and he, he smiled, and he was like, "Okay, what have I gotten myself into?" <laughs> 
And then, like, he become part of our family. Yeah. Um, he lives in Florida now, but, like, he's still in our group chats and whatever, and he'll, he'll be the first one to tell you, like, how crazy it is and how much, how different it is from what your thought is mm-hmm. when you've never done it. Yeah. It's definitely a learning process from the beginning, from day one. Um, Are you got anything you want to say? I appreciate the opportunity to come in and talk a lot, talk a little bit. Um, I, I will say that uh, we have Gavin and I have been uh, part of the Tech Center uh, since day one. I can't say how much I appreciate what they have done for for me uh, physically, um, mentally. A lot of times, this is my escape. Um, if you're having a bad day, come to the gym, get yourself uh, wiped across the mats. It makes your day better. Um, <clears throat> um, you can come get your frustrations out in a positive way. Um, Gavin and I, it is a family thing for us. He and I come and do it together. We've been here this morning for about an hour and a half doing cardio and stuff. Well, about an hour. Um, uh, it's, it's really helped me out, uh, like I said, physically uh, as, and mentally as well, um, helping me grow. And um, um, Jimmy's done a lot for me. Um, he, uh, he he's worked with me anytime I needed any extra help. Anytime I've called and asked, uh, actually on the mats or off the mats, um, uh, just a good place to come and and, and grow your family. It, it's not blood, but sometimes, uh, um, you know, the <laughs> my blood family is great. Don't take that the wrong way, but uh, this family is just as good, just as tight, and um, um, and it grows. Um, any of these guys that are in here, I can call and. Of course, they could call me if they need anything. So you're you're joining a whole a new family uh, when you go, join in the BJJ community. Not, and I feel like that's not just here. That's um, in any BJJ gym that you, any legit BJJ gym that you go into. I've had the opportunity to go to. I've, I've been in four different gyms. So uh, one in Savannah, one in Millersville, one in Macon. Um, everyone I've ever been to, I was welcomed with open arms, and and really didn't. Uh, only one of those that I knew somebody uh, that was there. The other ones I just kind of walked in and said, hey, guys, can I come train? So anywhere you go in the BJJ community, um, it's like family. And um, uh, your home gym, you know, you got people there that you can call on if you need them. And like I said, this tech center has been, been a, a tremendous asset to me mentally, physically. Um, uh, Jimmy, I, I appreciate what you've done for me and helping me grow I even start my BJJ journey. What the time you spent with Gavin? Um, that's my son, um, and uh, like I said it's it's uh, it's been great. I appreciate it, man. We appreciate you too. You've done so much for our gym. Um, being just being here, like um, anytime I've ever asked for help, you've been there, and it, it means a lot to have people like that around us. It means a lot to to have those types of people in our school. I think that's why our gym does so well, though, honestly, is because it is a family. Yeah. Um. Well, that's it for Tech Talk today, guys. It was Mel Tripp, Jimmy Barnett. Thank you all so much for watching. Um, guys, All most of our podcasts will be about uh, jiu-jitsu and business. We'll get into the business side of it eventually uh, because that's, that's – that they go together, and I, I think a lot of people miss that as far as coaches and instructors go, and uh, as far as your facilities and everything go goes. It 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 
it, it's intertwined a lot. Hey, we got to fix that picture up here before next week. What's wrong with it? <laughs> I hung it that way on purpose. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Because my Ninja Turtles are sideways. Yeah. They, but, <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, I love doing this. If you want to be a guest online on, on our podcast, uh, send us a like comment or send us a, a a shout or whatever. Just text us, reach out somehow or another through social media. You can find us at Tech Center on on Instagram at Tech Center Facebook. It's T E C T Center, and Tech stands for the Elite Combat Training Center. Tech Center. Anyway, guys, thank y'all so much. Peace. Have a good, beautiful, blessed day. See you. See you on the next one.